If you're online, I want to see you in the comments, just so uh, I can go back and check later, see who's actually watching and who's just sleeping in. And uh, still every opportunity to be in the house of the Lord this morning because of technology. All right, if you are taking notes this morning, which you should be because it's about learning and hearing. Do you know you're only taking 5% if you just listen? Jumps 10% if you take notes? Still not that great, is it? Jumps to negative three percent if you have your arms folded. <laughs> Tough crowd. All right, Holy Spirit, help me. If you take a note, this message is called "And So We Are." Turn your name and say, "And so we are." Turn your name and say, "And so we are." If you can understand these four words this morning, this message is going to change your life. It's going to show you a gospel principle, a kingdom principle. That just, you're just going to look at this and think Jesus is amazing, and yes, I can do this, and yes, this is who I am. Just so good. So we're going to go to 1 John, chapter 3, verse 1, in the English Standard Version. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called the children of God. And so we are. And so we are. And so I am. And so I am a child of God. And so I am a child of God. My gosh. See what kind of love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God. Get this. We're called children of God and so, and so we are. If you didn't know you were a child of God this morning, the Word of God just said you're a child of God. If you have Jesus Christ, you've made a decision to follow Jesus. You've entered into relationship. You've entered into the family of God. So if the Bible says you are a child of God, John is saying that our response should be, so we are. But I don't feel like a child. Well, so you are. But I don't feel like, but so you are. Oh, come on, somebody. I talked about a couple weeks ago about the importance of hearing, and I had to talk about the importance of hearing because I needed to get to this today. So if you weren't here two weeks ago, this is going to make no sense to you. No, it is because the Holy Spirit's here and He's going to help you. He's going to help you. But we need to hear what God says over us because if I can hear what God says, then so I am. If I can hear God say to me, Corey, you are my son, then so I am. So we are. This is what the importance of hearing what God says over us, right? It is captured in these four simple words. And so we are. Yes. God has spoken over us. We are his children. And so we are. That is why my ability to hear the Lord. This is why we say, guys, read your Bible. Because faith comes by what? Hearing. So I want to hear what God says over me because who God says over me is who I am. Amen. There's something we need to realize about God that when He speaks, something happens. Like we, li- like let's just be honest. We live in a world where a lot of people talk. A lot of talk, 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 talk. Not a lot of fruit, fruit, fruit. I'm not sure why it sounds like a rap or a song, but someone could use that, make a loop, just be amazing. But we hear a lot of people talking, and words don't really mean a lot in our culture today. We have a lot of information, we have a lot of misinformation, someone's always babbling on about how they found the truth, and how you can find your inner self, and righty, righty, right, it's nothing to do with Jesus, it's just humanistic wisdom. That sounds good. Self-help, it's not actually the gospel, it just sounds good, it's just humanistic, it's got nothing to do with Jesus whatsoever. But we love to talk, 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 and talk about finding our truth and inner peace outside of Jesus. But I want to tell you that's a lie. 
I was preaching gospel. I know I'm preaching the choir this morning, but it'd be nice to get an amen. When I say that Jesus is the only way, Jesus is the only one who can bring transformation. Jesus is the only one who can save. Jesus is the only one who can actually transform us from the inside out. You can't change yourself. You need someone to change you. You can't save yourself. You need a savior. His name is Jesus. So we live in a world where, where words are not weighty. They don't carry much weight. But you got to understand when God speaks, there is grace, there is empowerment released to actually do what he said he was going to do. So we take that into the context of what we just read. If God says you're his child, he's not just saying something nice to you. He's actually releasing his word and his word carries power. It carries transformation. So when we hear God say something over us, so we are. Yeah. Amen. So we are. If God speaks a word over me, it means that's who I am. Yeah. When God spoke over the void of creation and said, let there be light, guess what happened? Light came. When God said, let us make man and woman in our own image, then man was created from the dust of the earth. When God speaks, something happens. And we've, we've, we've made the mistake of coupling what God says with what man says. And man speaks and nothing happens. But when God speaks, something happens. Mm. Yeah. Good. Don't separate God and his word. Amen. I've got an amen from a baby right there. Come on. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes. Amen. Out of the mouth of babies, I'll rejoice. So when God speaks, His words do not fall to the ground. They're not just filler words, guys. They're not just little nice words to try and convince us. When God speaks, something happens. When God said to Abraham, you're going to have a son, despite the fact that he was not naturally capable of producing a, a baby, the Bible says that him and Sarah's their bodies were as good as dead. But God said, you're going to have a son. What happened? And so, and so you can just picture Abraham and, and Sarah right now to say, and so we had a baby. <laughs> Why? Because God spoke. God spoke, you're going to have a kid, and so we had a kid. Yeah. Oh. Someone's going to get this this morning. So when God speaks, something happens. When God speaks, there is power released. Amen? So that's why I have to have ears to hear. That's why God says, I've given you an open ear. That's why God says that the sheep hear my voice. We have to hear the word of God. We have to hear what God is saying over us. Because what God says over us, so we are. Mm. Mm. Come on. So God calls us his children. Well, guess what? That's not up for debate. What God says is not up for debate. Come on, I need all the people who love, who say they love the word of God to get excited right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone's like the word, the word, the word. Well, well, mm. I want to see the fruit of the word. I don't want to know how many scriptures you can you can you can memorize. I want to see if you've become the word that God's spoken. I want to see every saint here who says, "I love the word, I love the word." Well, I want to see you living out that word. I want when God says you're my child, you say, "Well, so I am." Well, so I am. Well, you're here. Well, so I am. This morning. I don't even know what day it is, but let's just go after it. If he says that you're his child, then you are. Faith comes by hearing, right? So I hear that God says, Corey, you're my son, and by faith I receive that truth, and by faith I live that truth out. Well, I don't feel like a son, but 
But he said, I'm a son. So, so I am. So now I need to get my faith and my lifestyle matched up to the truth that God has spoken over me. Instead of living by the words of others or my own words, I live by the word of God who says, you're my child. And I say, so I am. Yeah. By faith. Mm. By faith. We are living this life by faith. Amen? Amen. God speaks and says, hey, you're dead to sin. Thank you. Well, so I am. Oh, but I'm still struggling with sin. Well, is your struggle with sin or is your struggle to actually accept the word of God over your life that you're dead to it? Oh, come on. Whose voice are you going to listen to? We say we love the word of God, but God says you're free. And we should say, and so I am. Even in the midst of our struggles, even when we have a bad day, even when we slip up, the truth of what God has spoken over you does not change. Or you can wrestle in your own ability and try and get free from sin. Or you can accept the fact that Jesus said, you're dead to sin. Well, so I am. You can't get that in the yellow room right now. Hopefully the yellow room's getting excited. Hopefully online's excited right now because this is the gospel that I'm trying to share with you, friend. Because you understand the gospel is not about just us getting to heaven. Jesus became sin that we might become righteous. Did you get my words? He became so we could become. I want to ask you the question, because of what Jesus has done, who have you become? Who have we become because of what Jesus has done? Because he says you're his child. He says you're free from sin. He says you're righteous. How many of us are going to stand up today and say, and so I am? Well, every one of us should be able to do that, because if Jesus declares you righteous, guess what? And so we are. <laughs> Come on, somebody. So God speaks and says, you're dead to sin. Well, that means I'm dead to sin. Well, I'm still struggling. Where's the struggle? The struggle is not with sin. The struggle is the fight of faith. The struggle is me actually believing that what God says over me is true. Hmm. The trouble we have is believing that what God says has actually produced what he said. Because most of us are judging our experience and judging how everyone else is doing. And then we're thinking, well, it can't be true. How can it be true that I'm dead to sin when I'm still struggling with sin? Well, you need to get a revelation that Jesus says you're dead to it. You need to read the word and actually hear what God says over you. And live that by faith. Yeah. yeah. Sounds too easy, Corey. Well, come on. We live by faith. Not by sight. Have you ever thought about what that means? That means we live by faith, not by our externals, not how we're doing on a certain day. We have a higher belief. We have a higher thing that we believe in. It's called Jesus. It's called faith in God. It's called faith in what Jesus has done on the cross. It's the Word of God, despite how we feel. We sung it today, even when I don't feel it. Guys, we're not talking about whether we feel goosebumps in the presence of God. We're talking about God says this about me, even if I don't feel it. Even if I don't think He's working, I believe that God... Who I am, who God says that I am. Amen. That's what that's talking about. I'm not talking about goosebumps in a worship service. Yeah. Even though I don't feel it, I know He's here. Stop it. Live by faith. Mm. Amen. Yeah. By the way, I felt the Lord this morning, just so you know, you can't actually feel it, but even if you don't. <laughs> uh, 
Right, let's talk about forgiveness as a more palatable thing because we don't want to talk about righteousness and freedom from sin, right? We want to talk about something a bit, bit more palatable. Let's look at forgiveness, right? The Bible says we confess our sins that Jesus is faithful and just to what? Yeah. Praise God. Oh my gosh. To forgive us. When you give your life to Jesus to confess your sin, what happens? You get what? Forgiven. So God declares over you, you are forgiven. And everybody said, and so we are. And so we are. So I can be forgiven when I give my life to Jesus, but guess what I can do? I can still live life as guilty. Well, does that change the truth of Jesus? Does that change the truth that actually when I confessed my sin, I was forgiven? It, changed, it doesn't change the truth because what God said over me is true. But I can still live, choose to live with a guilty conscience. I can still beat myself up. I can still live by my past mistakes. I can still live in my old creation. But it wouldn't change what God has said over me. God said, I'm forgiven. This is why I have to hear the Lord. This is why I have to have ears to hear. God declares over you, you're forgiven. So why are you living in guilt? Why are you living in shame? Why are you still living on what you did three years ago? Why are you even living under what happened yesterday? You have been forgiven. If you confess your sins, God declares over you, you are forgiven. Oh, come on. So, so we are. God says over me, I'm forgiven, then so I am. My job is to actually live my life according to His Word, not according to how I feel. Yeah. Come on, Jesus. So if you're forgiven, so we are. Come on. I can still continue to live guilty. I can still continue to live like God never said that over me. But I have to change my lens. I have to change my perspective and get in line with what God's saying because what God said is the truth, not what I'm saying. Not even what my friends are saying over me. My friends may not have forgiven me, but God forgave me. Yeah. So am I forgiven? You betcha. Amen. Amen. <sighs> I'm going to share a, a little story that I had in Tiana just for, for... I'm nearly finished, by the way, guys. Is that okay? I feel like I've just been yelling at you. I hope I, I have been. I'm like a personal trainer this morning. I'm going to yell at you until you understand the gospel. And you're going to walk out of here free. And you're going to say, man, I didn't know that Jesus had done it for me. Hey, what's God saying over my situation? What's God actually saying over me? What's God saying over me? Because I want to hear his voice. Because what he says, so I am. Yeah. Amen. Okay. So I am. Well, so he says I'm good. Well, so I am. Yeah. Well, he says you're loved. Well, so I am. He says you're free. Well, so I am. Well, he says you have a new nature. Well, so so I have. Yeah. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Oh, we can go to Colossians and he says you're holy. Woo, so I am. Yeah, I don't want to touch that one. Well, Jesus said over you by the blood of Jesus, not by you, by the blood of Jesus, you have been made holy, righteous, and above reproach. That's the Bible. Woo. How many of us can you get up today and just say, and so I am? Well, you feel like a hypocrite. The reality is you live by faith. There's a big, there's a big reason that I'm going to get to after this. I'm gonna, I don't want to jump here. I'm going to let you have it now. Because if you actually understood who you were, your behavior would change as well. If you understood that you were loved, you would receive the love of God. 
If you understood that you've been given a new nature, you would live out of the new nature you've been given. But if you still hear, I'm just the same old person, guess what the fruit of your life's going to be? That's why you have to hear the Lord say, you're righteous. But my lifestyle's not lining up with that yet. No, you need to believe that you're righteous. When you believe and know that you're righteous, you will start living righteously. When you know the blood of Jesus has made you holy, you will start living in holiness. Yeah. Oh, come on. That's the Bible right there, guys. That's, I don't know why we're not out of our seats, just praising the Lord right there. When I went, to, I, I went to this moment in my life where I was so frustrated because I felt that God wasn't real in my life. And so I went to Tiana, a beautiful place, and I, I made this... Um, I made this pact with the Lord that I was going to walk around this lake called Lake Henry and I have Wilson Park in town. I was going to do it for three days straight. Not, not, not walk around the lake for three days straight. That sounds very holy. I walked around it once for three days in a row. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been real. And uh, so I walked around. I beat the ground. I was trying to convince God, God, you have to move. I've got to see you. I've got to know you. I'm sick of just doing external things and not really knowing you. There was a cry in my heart that I believe God had put there to actually know him. I'm not the kind of person who's... Who's, who's happy just with a form or just a religion or just a function or just somewhere to go on a Sunday. I need to know God's real. I'm a pastor's kid. I've grown up around Christianity. I've seen people come and go, I want the real deal. Yeah, that's good. Amen. So I'm walking around Tiana, three days, beat the ground, nothing happens. My last ditch effort was to go to a church service in Tiana. I rock up there. Everyone was around a mission trip. There was a YouTube playlist for worship. And about, I don't know, about 10 people in the room, I thought, God, there's nothing going to happen here because God can't move through YouTube, right? God can only move through a certain amount of people in the room, right? So I'm sitting there, the song comes on, and one of the lines says, you're closer there and the skin is to my bones, and I feel the presence of God between my skin and my bones. And I'm weeping because I finally realized that God had been there the whole time. God had been there the whole time. Now, now, when I got the revelation, when that song played and I got the revelation, do you think God just said, okay, now I can show up in Corey's world? Do you think that was a moment where God says, okay, Corey, now I can be close to you? Or was it the revelation that God had been there the whole time? I was just unaware of it. I had not heard the voice of the Lord say, hey, I'm in you, you're in me, abide in the vine. There's no distance between us. We're one in spirit because of what Jesus has done. God had been in me the whole time when I gave my life to Jesus. But three years later, I finally heard the Lord. Does this make sense what I'm saying to you? So when you say you're forgiven, you're righteous, you're, you're made holy, you're loved, you're a child of God, you, the, the truth is that's true now. The, the question is when are you going to catch up to the fact that that's the truth of who you are? Because if God says it, so we are. Right? If God says it, so we are. Right, so I don't know if I think I've shared this story here before, but it's just so good. Let's go to James first, actually. Let's go to James 1, 22, 25, and I'll show you something. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. What does that mean? What does that mean, guys? It means that we're not just hearing, we're, we're acting out of what we've heard. So don't just be a hearer this morning and say, I'm a child. Awesome. Be a doer. What does my life now look like that I've heard the Lord that I'm a child of God? What does a child of God look like? Well, a child of God has the nature of its father. Okay. So hearing that I'm a child should actually change the way I'm living. So don't just be a hearer. 
be a doer of the word. So I hear God's word over me and then I live like that's true. Mm. How do I I explain that? I hear God loves me, I start living like I'm loved. Mm. What does that look like, Great. Well, that looks like stop being insecure. That looks like getting the love of God in you so you can love people around you rather than setting up your relationships around you to fill your love tank. The Lord fills your love tank because you are loved and then you are free to actually love people around you. Why? Because I heard the Lord say, I'm loved. Okay, so if I'm loved, I'm going to live like I'm loved. What else could that mean? That could mean that I step out and pray for people. That means that when I go into a crisis or a storm, I know God's with me. Why? Because God loves me. So now I'm living like I'm loved. I'm living like I'm not abandoned. I'm not rejected. I'm loved. God's with me. God's for me. God loves me. Ooh, so good. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a woman who looks intently, who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, looks into the word and what? Perseveres, friend. Because everyone's like, well, it didn't happen for me because I, I heard God say I'm a child, but I'm not acting like a child. Perseverance. <laughs> Persistent faith. <laughs> Come on. Keep doing it until it's real. Keep doing it until it's manifesting through your life. It doesn't mean that you don't have it. doesn't mean you don't have it. You have it because God said it. Your job is to get in line with faith until it's a fruit in your life. Yeah. Oh, this is good preaching. I'm glad I came out this morning. But the one who looks into the perfect law of liberty and perseveres being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So we read the word of God. We hear what God says over us. We see who we're meant to be. Please don't ever see the Bible as just a bunch of rules and obligations. First and foremost, it's a book about who God is and it shows you who you are. And then it shows you what it should, your life should look like if you've found out who God is and who you are. So now I'm reading the Word of God and saying, live like this. And I'm like, well, I can't live like that. Yes, you can if you understood who you were. But a hero only hears the Word and doesn't do it. They automatically forget who I am. I forget who I am. The Bible says that I should forgive, but I didn't realize that I was forgiven. And now I can't forgive because I'm an unforgiveness. This way I can explain it as a chicken and an eagle. A chicken and an eagle. A chicken gets born again and becomes an eagle. Right? That's you. That's me. We're all chickens. Turn your name and say you're a chicken. Online right now, you're a chicken. We were all chickens before we came to Jesus. When we met Jesus, we became something entirely different. We became an eagle. Yes. Amen, Corey. I'm an eagle. We became an eagle. We became something different. But if an eagle doesn't realize that it's become an eagle, but still thinks it's a chicken, it's still going to do chicken things, even though it's an eagle. Mm. Amen. What does that mean, Corey? You're losing me with the chicken and the eagle. What it means is if I don't understand that I've become something different, if I tell a chicken to soar like an eagle, it's going to say, Corey, I cannot do that. I am a chicken. But... The eagles have an identity crisis because it's actually an eagle. 
and can actually do the things that God is asking. Because God spoke a word and that chicken was transformed to an eagle, but it didn't renew its mind. It looked into the word, heard the word of the Lord, but didn't do it. Because how can I do eagle things if I'm a chicken? But I'm not a chicken, I'm a... Does that make sense? I know this probably sounds really confusing. But you're not who you were. You need to understand what God said over you. And then when you're an eagle and someone says sore, you're like, of course, I'm an eagle. Live righteous. Live holy. Of course. I'm righteous. I'm holy. It's completely natural for me to live that way if that's who I am. Because God said, you're righteous. You're my child. You're loved. You're forgiven. And I said, and so I am. Who? Someone online's getting this. And then the great deception comes is that other eagle chickens start telling the other eagles around them, hey, you're a chicken too. You're a chicken too. And this is this is what breaks my heart about you Christians. They get saved, they get along with us, and we tell them, oh, you're just in the honeymoon period. Just wait a little bit. Wait till life happens to you. Stop it. How dare you? You encourage every single new believer, and I'm encouraging all believers, you live according to the Word of God. So we read our Bible, it says you can be free from sin, and then most of us who have been around for a while say, well, that's not actually true. All of us, we can't be perfect. We can't actually be free. Well, God says you can be free. So I'd rather hear Him and, and actually persevere and live in a way that honors what God has said over me. And if I don't get that sorted out, then I start walking around preaching my gospel theology that you can't be free because I've tried. And I've been a Christian for 20 years now. And if it was going to work, it was going to work already. Ah. I'm so excited about eagles right now. <laughs> Do you understand the eagle and the chicken? Yeah. Just put your hand up here this time. I'm going to go to 2 Peter and I'm going to explain it one more time. 2 Peter 1, 3 to 10. His divine power has granted to us all things that betwain. Betwain. It's because I had to read Joshua. I was reading all the tribes and the places, and oh my gosh. My wife gave me the worst Bible reading today. She's like, You read it today. <laughs> so, She's hard pronouncing all those names. Anyway, let's get back to the Bible. How long have I got? Am I right? I got time. I got four minutes. Praise God. We lost anyone online? Any eagle emojis? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Peter 1, 3, verse to 10. His divine power has granted us all things that pertain, well, pertain to life and godliness. That's just, just, just for you right there. You can just say, and so I have. You, you were just told that you have everything pertaining to life and godliness because of what Jesus has done. What does that mean? That means that you're an eagle and you have the ability of an eagle because of Jesus. Through the knowledge of whom he called us to his glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, that through them you may be partakers of the what? The eagle nature. Come on. The divine nature. See, God just doesn't say something over you and then expects you and your own ability to try and be that. God speaks and releases the grace and the power for you actually to be who he calls you to be. When, God's, when Jesus says, Lazarus, come out of the tomb, 
He didn't expect Lazarus in his own strength to rise up and come out of the tomb. When he released the word, the power of God was released. Lazarus' body responded to the word, to the grace, to the power of God, got out and came out of the tomb. It is no different when God speaks to us. When he says something over you, the power of grace is released to actually live it out. Amen. You become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue. Why we, what, what, all these things here, he said that we already have. So because of who we've become, because of our divine nature, we can supplement our faith with virtue. And our virtue with knowledge. And our knowledge with self-control. And our self-control with steadfastness. And steadfastness steadfast, with godliness. And godliness with brotherly affection. And brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and an increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind. Having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. You see what's happening here? He's saying if these aren't increasing in your life, you don't understand that you became something else. Hmm. See, we look at that list and we think, I need to increase in those areas. No, no, no. You need to understand who you are. If you understand who you are and what God's done, that'll be happening. If they're not happening in your life, the Bible says that you're nearsighted and blind, having forgot what Jesus has done for you. In Corey's language, you forgot that you're an eagle and went back to being a chicken. Even though you're an eagle, even though you could soar at any moment, even though you could do eagle things all day long because it's completely natural to you, you still think you're a chicken. You've become blind to the fact that Jesus transformed you. And if I have become what God has actually said of me, if I've actually received a divine nature, all of these things are just natural fruit that happens when I understand who God is and who he's made me to be because of Jesus. That, my friend, is the gospel right there. Yes, you're going to heaven, but you receive the divine nature. All things have passed away. All things have become you. You are not who you were before Jesus. So if I can understand that Jesus has actually changed me, then when I read the Word of God, I can hear him say, Corey, live free. Corey, live selfless. I can say, and so I am. And so I am, because the power of God has been released to me to actually live that out. Can I do that in my own effort? No, you will burn out, you will strive, you will get frustrated. But if you surrender to God in faith and actually receive what he's saying and by faith walk that out and be a doer of what you've heard, you will see that these will increase in your life. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm, to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. Our privilege is to live in a way that confirms the truth that God said of us. When I am a doer of the word, I am confirming it's my amen to what God has done. When I live righteous, when I live 
holy, when I live in forgiveness, when I live loved, when I live as the Bible, as the Word of God declares me to live, I am the confirmation, I am the amen that what God spoke is true. Can I get to the real nitty-gritty this morning? I don't want to live in a way that makes God look like a liar. So I don't want to live in a way where God says, Corey, you're free, and I say, and no, I'm not. Well, either, either I believe what God has said over me, and I, and I persevere, and I live by faith until that's a fruit of my life, knowing that God is the one who speaks the truth, and my experience is a lie. I want the way I live to be confirmation what God said is true. Because the Bible actually declares that it's impossible for God to lie. So if God's walking around telling you things that you're not, we're in trouble. I see a few people squirming in the seats right now. There's no one in here that wants to make God look like a liar. Our job is to submit to the Word of God, even if we don't feel it, even if it's not manifesting in a reality and a fruit in our life yet. The first, the first thing, the most humble thing, the, the greatest thing that we do is submit to the Word of God. So if God says this over me, well, that's who I am. God says I'm free from anger, that's who I am. Yeah, but I got angry at my kids this morning. So what does that mean? Does it make God a lie? No. It, it means that Corey needs to go back to the drawing board, actually hear what God says over him, and then act and live and be a doer of the Word. And you know what that is? It says a big amen to what God said. God, you said I'm free, therefore I'm free. Amen. I live like I'm free. And if a struggle's there, or something comes up, or I had a bad day, I go back to God and I say, God, forgive me. And then God says, over me, you're forgiven. And I live like I'm forgiven. Forgiven. I can't talk. It's amazing I can't talk, but I can preach the gospel. Amen. Amen. It's just the grace of God. All right. Awesome, 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 and awesome. Okay, so my responsibility is to hear the word of God over me. I see who I am by looking into his word, and I be a doer of what God says, who God says I am. Amen? All right. So I'm going to say a couple little things here today, and you're going to repeat after me, and so we are. I'm going to finish. Is that okay? Can we have the keys? Can we have electric guitar? Can we have bongos? <laughs> just have it all today. <laughs> just have it all. <laughs> Hopefully you're still with us online in other rooms. I hope this is stirring faith in some people this morning because we, we need to get back to the gospel. We need to get back to believing and living how God has called us to live. And if you want to argue with me about this, please come and see me. I've got all the time in the world for you. Because you need to understand who you are. We're all running around trying to do external things to change us, but we need to understand who we've become. I'll just go there because I've already been here today. If you have the identity as a sinner, if you believe that's who you are, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner. It's just a matter of time I'm going to sin again. 
Guess what your life's going to look like? And Paul writes to the Ephesians, Colossians, and whoever else he's writing to. It's amazing that he's addressing things in the church, sin in the church actually, and he writes to the saints. Oh, he's writing to the saints. Well, I'm going to write to you on who you actually are. So when you understand who you are, now I can address your behavior. Because your behavior isn't matching up to who you actually are. Let me remind you what Jesus has done. Let me remind you that you were a sinner, gave your life to Jesus. You were no longer a sinner. You were a sinner saved by grace. Now you've become a saint. You've become one of the elect. You've become, become a child of God. You think God's going around calling his children sinners? No. If I believe my identity is a sinner, I'm just a dirty, rotten sinner. Guess what my life's going to look like? It's going to look like dirty, rotten sinner. I don't understand what Jesus did for me. I don't understand that Jesus forgave me. I don't understand that Jesus made me new. I don't understand that Jesus made me righteous. I don't believe, I don't understand what Jesus has actually done for me. I just still believe that I'm just a sinner, but I'm going to go to heaven when I die. Well, the life that you live on earth is just going to be filled with what you believe you are. I challenge you to look at the Bible, what it actually says about who you are. Instead of looking at your experience and the people around you, look at what God says about you. You understand who God says you are? Your life, your external behaviors, your fruit begins to change. It's the yes and amen to who you've become. So, if the Bible says who the Son sets free is free indeed, so we are. Come on, if you're suffering from addiction, if you're struggling with sin, if you're struggling in the area of your mind, if you're struggling, I don't know, in any area of not being free, this is a good time for you to say amen. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. So, are you free? So I am. Come on. We are free. We are free because of what Jesus has done. Does my life look free right now? No. But the truth is that I am free. And so I will live by faith. I will persevere. I will get up every morning to declare over myself because Jesus said I'm free. I'm free. Depression, you have to go. Addiction, you have to go. Weakness of flesh, you have to go. Because who the sun sets free is free indeed. How dare I elevate my opinion over the word of God. Jesus, you said I'm free, I'm free. I believe that. Am I a hypocrite? No, I'm not. I'm a man of faith. Our culture's messed up this authentic thing. Don't, don't use authenticity to go against what the word of God says. If you want to be authentic... Declare of yourself what God says about you because that's authenticity. <laughs> that's authenticity. Authenticity is the truth of who you are. Well, the truth is I'm free. That's been authentic. I could be authentic and say I'm free, but I'm still struggling, but God has set me free. And you dare what's up walking around with a false identity. Jesus set me free. I feel like I'm just getting started to preach right now. You're healed. So I am. Come on, so I am. Mind, body, soul, spirit. I'm healed. By his stripes, I am. I will be. I might, I might be. I am healed. 
Okay. But there's no change in my body yet. Well, God says you're healed. So you stay in faith. You declare of yourself, I am healed. And you allow your circumstance and situation to line up with the truth of what God says. The problem with us is we won't stay in there long enough in faith. We say it once, nothing changed, therefore it can't be true. It's the danger we get into. Then we start creating doctrines about how people can't be healed and God doesn't heal anymore. No, God is our healer. And so we are. You're a new creation. And so, and so we are. You are righteous. And so we are. You are called. And so we are. Come on, you are chosen. And so we are. You are loved. And so we are. Come on, we can go on for the remainder of the day just declaring who we are. Maybe I'll, I don't know, do a recording for you just props over you every day when you get in the car of just who you are in Christ. But come on, this is first things first. Forget about your externals and start realizing who you are. Because when you get the fact that you're an eagle, you'll start soaring like one. Amen. Amen and amen. Let's stand this morning. That's all I got for you this morning. I know if you're watching online, we're in this room, we're in the other rooms right now, I want to tell you right now, you've heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. He came to set you free. He became sin that you might become righteousness. You get to trade in who you were. You get to be transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And everyone said, and so we are. We have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. We were once broken, now we are whole. We were once lost, now we are found. We were sick, now we are healed. We were poor, now we're rich. We were weak, but now we are strong. And all of that comes through Jesus Christ. He became, He became like you to make us like Him. Come on. You don't have to be a chicken anymore. You don't have to peck around the ground. You don't have to be a flightless bird. You can soar as God has called you to soar. You can know who you truly are in Him. Please don't get lost on that analogy. It's not about chickens and eagles. It's about the transformation that takes place when we give our lives to Jesus. He did more than just get you to heaven. He wants to set you free. He wants to make you whole. So if you're watching right now in the comments on Facebook, just say, me, I'm responding to the gospel. I want to be saved this morning. I want to know Jesus. I want to be forgiven. I want to be loved. I want to be made whole by this God, by this Jesus that came to rescue me. If you're in this room in the yellow or in the, in the blue or in this room right now, I want to give you an opportunity just to lift your hand and say, Corey, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to get born again. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to tell you right now, it's going to take you repenting and surrendering everything you thought you were, everything that you did. You get off the throne of your own heart. You say, Jesus, I'm yours. There's always a death before a resurrection. True transformation takes place when we die. We give everything we are to Jesus. We say, Jesus, I'm yours. That's when we get born again. It's not about adding Jesus to your life. It's not about adding Jesus as just another God, or just another, another avenue, just another egg in the basket. No, you put all your eggs in one basket when it comes to Jesus. You give your life wholeheartedly. And that's where we see transformation. Oh, I can start preaching again. Transformation takes place when we give everything we are to Him. You've got to surrender to your own identity. 
give it to him, get a new one. He won't give you a new one. You won't realize the new one you have until you give up the old one. 